0: Shalom mishpucha. Shalom family. Mishpucha is a Hebrew word, it means family. (laughs) We're the mishpucha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people, where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity, getting ready, mishpucha, to blow the grandest shofar, or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot. For the Messiah. Now, uh, I have a guest. Uh, I don't believe I've personally uh, met you, uh, Robbie. His name is Robbie Dawkins. Uh, but uh, he has something to offer. Uh, the best word I know in Hebrew to describe Robbie Dawkins is this guy has got chutzpah. Now, the big question, Robbie, is do you know what chutzpah is that you have? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's I have heard the word, but I am not quite sure what it means.
0: It means nerve. it means boldness. Am I describing you? Am I nailing you right now?
1: I think my wife would completely agree with that uh, <laughs> with that word
0: now, now, now according to my notes, you were uh born in uh, a missionary family uh, uh, you were saved as a child. Uh, but uh, there, there was a major thing that happened in your life. Uh, uh, your parents brought a heroin addict home to live in your home. Now, I don't know yes. that I would bring a heroin addict to live in my home. How did you have such chutzpah? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at the at the time, I was nine years old, so I, I really didn't have much choice in the matter. But it was... Uh, it was my dad. No, you know, I mean, no, no. Was, I mean,
0: uh, how did he have so much chutzpah? That's the better chutzpah. question.
1: <laughs> I think it's a holy chutzpah that comes through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he, he just was seeing so many young people that were just roaming the streets, that had run away, that were getting into drugs, and it just broke his heart, you know. And he wanted to do something about it. And you know, this is, this is back in the seventies. Um, you know, would have been in the early mid seventies, and just. He didn't um, didn't know of uh, very many programs, you know, um, Teen Challenge wasn't in our area or things like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of ministries in the area that could draw to. And so he just said, you know, we, we need to help him. And so um, he went out one night, found this young man, brought him home, and he my wife my excuse me my mother was like well where are we going to put him and and he says well you know we got a bed beside Robbie's bed let's oh, put him in no. there and, <laughs> and so yeah this is not uh, this is not something i recommend but <laughs> but you know the lord the lord really did something spectacular with it i mean this this story really demonstrates the the, the redemptive power of god i feel um, because uh, I could have, I, I could
0: have never put a heroin addict next to my daughter. <laughs> how, exactly. old were, how old exactly. were
1: you? I was nine years old. Nine gonna, years you know, old.
0: You have some gutsy parents. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> but they were, they were. You know, this this young man was just in, a, you know, terrible, you know, DTS and withdrawals and mm-hmm. uh, terribly. And of course, with heroin, there's sickness involved, and he was just, you know throwing up you know constantly and just uh, shaking terribly and screaming out profanity just in pain and and so i mean i saw some pretty bizarre behavior and after after many days um i it was i'd woken up in the early morning hours and uh he was just standing beside my bed and i kind of you know jumped back in bed because you know the behavior that i'd seen from him was so bizarre and he had his arm on the window seal. We had a kind of high window seal, and he was looking out in the backyard. And I looked at him. His back was turned to me. And I looked at him and I said, You know, I called out his name and I said, You know, I said, Are you okay? I said, Do I need to get my dad? And he turned. And when he turned around to look at me, just the whole front of his t shirt was just, you know, up at the top was just wet. And it was tears. Tears were streaming down his face. And he turned and he looked at me. And, uh, He said, Robbie, he said, um, Jesus came in the room this morning. He said, I woke up early this morning, and I was feeling so sick. And I just said, you know, God, who would want somebody like me, and why would these people help me? He'd been prostituting himself on the street for drugs. He'd had a dad who had beaten him nearly every day, you know, and why he ran away from home. And he was just trying to, you know, get enough money to eat and do drugs, and um he said, You know, God, who would want somebody like me? And Jesus just appeared at the end of the bed yes. and opened his arms and he called out his name and he said, I'll take you and he got up and he walked over and just Jesus embraced him and uh he said he said it's he said he just took it all away. It's all gone. He said he sat, he hugged me and he kind of rocked me and he said it just all went away and he just began to speak all the things in my ear that I never heard my dad say, things of hope, things of love, things of affirmation. And he said, um, and he said, it's all gone. He said, the addiction's gone. The shame of the things that I did is all gone. The hatred for my dad, all of it just left right in that moment. And the, then he dropped the, but wait, and the, the heroin
0: addiction was an instant uh, withdrawal? Instant. Did Absolutely he have DTs, you know, that, did, did he? did he have any suffering at all? Uh, after after that, it was no. gone,
1: no, it was instantly gone. It, it, isn't Everything that
0: physiologically left. impossible?
1: Absolutely, <laughs> but not spiritually. You know, it it God can break through. He's made these bodies, and he he broke through. You know, just the natural barriers and transformed his physical being.
0: Uh, what what effect did this have on a nine-year-old kid that's hearing profanity? Well, I, that's, I, I'll tell you something. Yeah. Yes, Jesus appearing was instrumental, but what your mom and dad did, I think that broke him more than Jesus appearing, from what I'm hearing you say.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he could not, he, 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 I would hear him tell the story over and over afterwards, and he couldn't, he just couldn't believe that people would be that loving, that caring, you know, he had not experienced that at home, you know, he he had experienced a lot of rejection and a lot of hurt, and, and so he was just, Shocked, you know that there was just that much love and and i I got up and i i after he told it to me, I ran to my parents' bedroom because I was just i w- I was just overwhelmed with emotion and I just literally burst in it that you got to remember this early in the morning it was still kind of you know it was daybreak so it wasn't fully light yet, and i burst in my parents' bedroom and it woke my dad up and he turned the light on and he said, what did he do? You know, cause he thought it maybe something right. inappropriate had happened or that he had scared me. And, and because as soon as I burst in the room, I just burst into tears hmm. and, um, I, I threw tears. I told my parents, you know, trying to get the words out and choking through them. I said, I told him what he had just related to me. And I looked at my parents and I said, that's what I want to see the rest of my life. I want to see – because, you know, Sid, his face completely looked different. His, his, there, there was a sense in the room – I mean I was, I was a child, and I'm nine years old. But I could feel – I could feel something in that room. I could feel what I would now know as God's presence, the reality of God's tangible presence. Matter of fact, Sid, people. There's some. There's two people right now listening that are feeling that right now. They're feeling that tingling. No, there's and that three. I'm feeling of God's it too. Presence. There's three. I'm it's, feeling it. It's too. right there. I can sense it. I can. I'm feeling it, and I know. And there's Four. two Do people. I hear and five. One of them is, <laughs> and, Yeah, and you know, one of them is somebody who's battling. they they're they're struggling with drugs right now. And, and right now, Jesus is doing what he did to my friend. He's doing to you right now. He's breaking the power of that addiction off you right now, and it's mm-hmm. going now by the authority of Christ. We thank you for that, Jesus. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, let, and, and let me take you uh, jump a little bit. Uh, you're now a youth pastor. You're, you're, you're discouraged. You're young. You get a phone call, and there's someone on the other line talking about her dad. What happened?
1: Yeah, you know it, it, that was so incredible because I had prayed for so many people for healing and nobody got better; they got worse, and I was just—I
0: did the same I mean, thing, it, so I can relate. Go ahead.
1: It, it, it I was a running but joke. What? 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 What?
0: Did you ever have anyone die on you? I did.
1: Multiple people. Matter of fact, it was a running joke at at the church where I worked at. The church where I was a youth pastor. It was a running joke. Don't have Dawkins pray for you. He can turn paper cuts into cancer. And so people, I would pray for people, and they got worse, you know. And I mean, it was just, and I was just like that, you know. I'm going to save people's lives and not pray for healing. Um, (laughs) But something happened, you know. It's so true because something did happen there. And as I was, I got a phone call, and I was in a particularly not good mood. Um, I just had some tension things that had happened earlier, and I just was, I was upset. I was not in a good mood, so there was no. There wasn't any, you know. It's not like I earned this or deserve it. It wasn't like I was coming off a 21 day fast, you know. Uh, it, it was just I, I wasn't in the best even attitude. And and the phone rang, and this woman just she had opened the phone book and just stuck her finger on a church name, and called. And she goes, you know, oh. I and my family we're not church people, she said. And you know, but but you know something is happening right now that we need help on. And she goes, my dad is going in for his third heart bypass surgery and she said uh, the doctors don't have much hope for him my mom and i had to talk him into doing the surgery they didn't want to do it and she goes i need help and i i'm sitting there thinking this poor woman she doesn't realize she drew the short straw when she got me, she got me answering the phone <laughs>
0: that's right what your track record but go
1: ahead i <laughs> think exactly right i thought this poor lady and so as i started to pray i mean there was not one prayer of of I mean, absolutely no prayer for healing whatsoever. I was just praying, Lord, comfort them. I literally said, Lord, I pray that he has all his affairs in order, that he has, you know, the proper insurance in place. I pray that because I, everything I'm hearing from her, he's dying and she wasn't even asking for a prayer for healing. She didn't even know to do that. And then right in the middle of it, I just heard the Lord say clearly to me, he said, get out on a limb. And I was like, get out on a limb. I, I, I don't like climbing trees. I don't like heights. I'm kind of nervous with heights. And and uh, I was like, what What does that even mean? And then he said, take a risk. And a lot of people say, you know, uh, faith is risk, and I do too now. Mm-hmm. But nobody, I'd never heard that before. I'd never heard teachers say that. I'd never heard anybody. And I'm like, there's no risk here to take. Yeah, yeah, you know, most, like most, most
0: people approach faith without... Uh, that aspect, without risk, you know, in always to say, well, if God exactly. tells me to do something i 'll do it there 's no faith
1: there exactly that 's exact I say, I say that very thing i 'm glad to hear you say it too because I say that very thing, and so I was like there 's no risk here they 're not even Christians in my perspective at that time i 'm like God barely even likes to heal his own kids, his own followers why does he, why is he why is he going to heal one of them?" And then the Lord spoke to me and said, and this is from the old King James, you know, from the book of Psalms, it says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. And I had heard that over and over again. You know, my my parents had used it as a, but it was always as a passage of provision. So I always applied it to food, you know, open your mouth and I'll fill it. I
0: had had plenty of food. I always applied it to what I said. (laughs) I mean, take a look at me. No, I'm just (laughs) teaching I, I I got you beat on that one, Sid. <laughs> I'm, I'm the bigger I'm the bigger guy here. Okay, I assure you.
1: But I I was like, you know, I had just eaten lunch. I didn't need any more food. It's exactly, you know, I I'm I'm I don't need that. And so uh, I was like, man, you know, what do I, what, you know, what does it even mean? And then I, it occurred to me, the Lord was saying, I want to give you something. I want to give you, open your mouth and go to say something you normally wouldn't say. And so. There was no, you know, again. I would, like, like you were saying, I was expecting. Well, here's what you, here's what you say. Just say this. It wasn't there, and so I just said, you know, I just really sense God is about to, and I wasn't sure what it was going to say next. And I just, it just, it was almost like it just flew out of my mouth, and it was like I had to go there with expectancy, and then it just came out, and I just said, completely heal your father. I said a matter of fact your father is going to have a brand new heart. God's given your father a brand new heart.
0: stop 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 for a second. When you sure. said that, after you said it, uh, what was going on inside of uh Robbie?
1: Well, I, it was it kind of everything was kind of coming out so fast that I I it was almost like as I'm hearing it is I'm hearing it for the first time as I'm saying it, you know? So, I mean, it's not like I'm hearing it in my spirit before. I felt a, 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 an encouragement to step out and to say something. I didn't know. I didn't really understand about yeah, but, but do you know what? I didn't it. I did understand about that. It
0: sounds to me like you had what is called a mind bypass. It wasn't <laughs> in the, your mind. It came right out of your spirit.
1: <laughs> I would liken it to that. Yes, exactly. It was just like it was just like me saying the words God is about to was was just the vehicle to release something that the Lord wanted to say. It's almost like said that that it wasn't going to happen until I said it that way. And then when I did, it just came out like that, and and I added to it, which which it really wasn't an addition because I didn't have any foreknowledge about it. But I said, but he's also going to give him brand-new lungs to go with it. She had not said anything about lungs. And as soon as I said it, I said, now wait a minute. I just totally interrupted my prayer, and I said, now wait a minute. I said, you need to understand something. I said, I'm no healer. I said, matter of fact, I, you know, I've never prayed for anybody and seen anybody healed. And I said, a matter of fact, I said, you know, it's probably a bad thing that I pray, just prayed for your dad. I said, because most of the people I pray for end up dying or getting worse, get more sick, or things get worse for them. I said, you know, I, I wouldn't listen to anything that I just said. I said, because I don't what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, don't, don't say what that, I'm but,
0: about. Robbie. Don't not say that when I take a gulp of water. There could be a disaster on this set. But I'm going go ahead. <laughs>
1: And so I, I, I had no, I had no idea, you know, I had no idea what had just happened. It just kind of was there and came. And so then um, she, she, I said, so you know, I said, I mean, I've heard of people getting healed, and I know of people, you know, and I said, sort of theologically, I, I, I believe it, but I, I just never see it. I don't know anything about this, and. And she stopped, and she goes, you said God is going to give my dad a brand new heart? And I just kind of chuckled, and I said, yes, but you need to understand something. And she goes, thank you, and she hung up the phone. And man, when I heard that click of that phone, it was like my heart dropped to my toes. And I thought, I bet this is some TV expose show exposing (laughs) pastors who make, you know, declarations of healing but actually kill people with their prayers and I just fell right into the trap. And I mean, my heart started racing and I was like, man, I and I literally was like, I got to get my resume together because I'm going to get fired, we're going to get sued, I'm going to lose my position. I mean, everything, my mind started racing in panic. Now I know that to be the the enemy. That that feeling and that caution and all that. And, that you know, Sid, there's some people that won't pray because they feel that and they think it's their feelings or they'll even think that's God stopping them from doing something foolish.
0: Uh, We we really do have an enemy. But bottom line, because uh, we're running out of time. Tell me what happened with her dad.
1: She comes back the next week. She calls me. Well, she calls me later that day, and uh, she called and through her tears. I mean, I could barely understand her. Matter of fact, first time I hung up on her, and she called back because I couldn't understand her. And then, and then she said, "My dad has a brand new heart." She goes, "They opened him up. He did not have any. He had had a valve from a pig to replace a damaged valve." And it was completely gone. It had disappeared. Everything was human. There was not even scar tissue from previous no, surgery. No,
0: wait. I, I've heard of metal being replaced with bone, but this really trumps that. A pig's valve being replaced with a real valve?
1: With a human And the doctor looked valve. and said, your dad still told the wife, your husband has the heart of a 30-year-old man. And she said, you didn't know this, but he had had half a lung removed. She goes, I didn't even bring up his lungs because the lungs weren't the issue. But she said when they, you know, because they have to separate the the ribs and, you know, do all that. But she said when they did, they checked and they saw a whole rib and they sent him, matter of fact, they sent him for an x-ray to verify that, that he had a whole uh, lung uh, in, in place of the uh, half Robin, lung.
0: This, this is a creative miracle. You yeah, have just yeah, become was. normal. Normal, as defined by the Bible. I want everyone That's that right. is uh, with us right now to become normal. Uh, and so we're making available Robbie's book. Uh, do what De- do what Jesus did. It's actually a full package. It includes four CDs. Uh, and uh, the thing that I want to get into actually on uh, when we come back uh, has has to do with. Uh, Uh, the the chutzpah uh, that uh, you operate under, but you're not the only one in your family that operates under holy chutzpah. Your wife did something that... Astounds me more than the story you just told me. Uh, but we'll talk yeah. about that when we come back. Uh, but uh, this whole series, Do What Jesus Did Package, uh, it, you have these amazing true stories, but you have the teaching worked in right along with it. Uh, and uh, many people say uh, that you'll become spiritual giants, you'll actually emerge as a spiritual giant from this material, Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from ordinary Christians that start harnessing this power?
1: Well, it's incredible reports of people coming back that are are going out and praying the same way and seeing the same results. And, you know, I mean, they're tapping into the reality of, of Christ in them. You know, they people who've been praying for change in the community and transformation in their family. I mean, the the answer is Christ in you, and and if we have relationship with Jesus Christ, then then it's there. And the ingredients to do all the things Jesus did lives in us if we have relationship you know, you know, and we've been know, you, with the Holy Spirit.
0: You you teach the prophetic. You teach how to heal. You Absolutely. teach, but you teach something that so few believers understand, and ministering the presence of God. I want to talk about that also when we come. I got too much to talk to Robbie about. For an investment of $39, I'd love to send you. Do What Jesus Did Package, uh, the four CDs and the book. And I'll be back with something more. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. Sid Roth with Something More, our brand new digital show, and I'm talking to Robbie Dawkins, and uh, I'm having a good time. I hope you're having as good a time. Robbie, you told me something uh, during our break.
1: Yeah, you know, with the book Do What Jesus Did that um, I wrote, uh, came out a couple of years ago, that we have uh, affidavits. It was really important to me because some of the stories are just hard, you know, I think for people's heads to get wrapped around. And so, uh, we decided, uh, my wife and I prayed about it and decided that with each one of the stories that were told that we would have affidavits from eyewitnesses or the, the people that were, you know, receiving the miracle or the healing themselves. And so we did that just as an extra step, you know, just to make sure that we had, uh, you know, just that validation behind it. I I
0: know, but this book's been out about two years, and the things are outrageous of what God's doing with you right now. Speaking of affidavits, you got something better. Uh, You actually had a medical doctor in England when someone... Actually, died on you uh, but this time he came back to life and I'm so glad I have the doctor's testimony right here and I'll tell you why Uh, because the guy that came back to life uh, has a uh, sister that's a non-believer and she's she wasn't even there the guy's mother was there and and she's very upset uh, that this miracle took place Uh, what happened in England
1: well, it was it was incredible. Uh, we had, uh, I, I love to go to these um, little, I've got quite a following in England, and I love to, I love to go to these little churches and just sort of give vision to the pastors and leaders by, you know, because the Lord's really blessed me, you know, to have a good bit of people, you know, show up. And so we had had uh, this pastor had been writing for some time, asking me to come. And it's a little, you know, town, a population of only 180 people, and you know, the church uh, was far less than that in and, and attendance, and, you know, I just wanted to help give vision, and so um went there and, and uh, spent the first part of the day, it was amazing. We went to a uh, uh, an area where there was a, a children's uh, training area uh, and ministered to some kids and, you know, saw the kids, uh, had the kids pray for each other, had one kid pray for an instructor who got healed, and then... um You know, prayed for one uh, child who had had a burn on her arm that she had just come back from the hospital. uh, Had had a five-year-old boy pray for her, and you know, the pain of the burn completely left. It was just amazing. These these kids, these
0: kids will never forget that, Robbie. Just as you never forgot what happened to just a nine-year-old.
1: Yeah. We fin- and we finished off with the you know with everybody just putting their hands out and inviting the presence of God to come in the room and then feel the tangible reality of God's presence and they all did. I, and yeah, 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 you know I want hands. to get
0: to, to get to this guy that died where we have the uh, yeah, doctor's yeah, testimony. No 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 no. But I but you hit something that uh, is so important for our people to to grasp and and you really go into detail of course in your. Uh, do what Jesus did. Package, uh, but uh, explain to you, to me, what you mean by ministering the presence of God. For starters, what yeah, do you mean by that? You know,
1: that? ministering the manifest presence of God. You you are releasing Christ lives in you, the Holy Spirit lives in you. If you have a relationship and you've received the Holy Spirit, He lives in you. They're there. They are present, and and it's not, you know, it's not far off and far away. And so you can release that. You know Jesus said, "Peace, I give to you, not just any peace it 's peace that goes beyond human and understa- human understanding and comprehension it's the peace of Jesus, and if somebody gives you something, you can give it away. Well, his presence in us is something we can release for people to experience and to feel and to encounter. And so, uh, when we pray for people, we can say, well, "Will, you a, know, non, I will
0: you, a non-believer, uh, wait, Robbie, will a non-believer feel this presence when you
1: release absolutely, it?" Absolutely, absolutely, and they do many times. And that's there's many times where I've had them. I prayed for them. They've been healed, and they're they're still not hundred percent sure. But then, with the manifest presence of God. You know, it just, it totally blows them away. You know, that's,
0: you know, we almost have a, what I'm hearing you say is we have a secret weapon that 99.9% of us aren't even using.
1: Yeah, and I think it's because we're not aware that it's there to use, Hmm. but it is. And it's it's something that we can release and give away and, and just pray for people to experience. And all of the, you know, it's amazing because all these children begin to feel tingling and heat in their hands. And begin to feel it over their backs, over their necks, you know, along down their legs, and they were feeling that manifest presence of God. Of course, it manifests in many different ways, you know, but they were feeling that, and so it was powerful. And so we, no, we no, had no, it, no, just
0: that, uh, just yep, curiosity. Um, do you uh, do you willfully ask the presence of God? Tell me how you do this.
1: Well, stopping and praying and just saying, you know, how I pray is just Holy Spirit, come right now and just and just fall on my friend here. Just rest on. But you expect
0: you expect the Holy Spirit to fall on them, don't you?
1: Absolutely.
0: So what happens when the Holy Spirit doesn't? I don't feel nothing. What happens? What and, do you do?
1: And there are some times where people do that, you know, where they'll they'll say, "Well, I don't feel anything." And I, I many times I'll just pray, Lord, just any hindrances, any blocks, any opposition from the enemy that's trying to prevent this. We just pray all those be removed right now, because I know it is not God withholding.
0: So, so God when you so withhold. when you when you pray uh, that the enemy's hindrances be gone after they've said nothing has happened does the presence then come sometimes
1: all the time the majority the majority of the time i i would say with that prayer of releasing manifest presence i would say that 90 percent of the time people feel and experience what i'm saying what i'm talking about that they agree that they feel and experience and then with 10 percent of the time it's about it is usually something that is inhibiting or blocking they, I mean, people can be not being truthful. We've had mm-hmm. that. I've had people say, no, I'm not feeling anything, and then all of a sudden I get an email or they contact later and say, you know, I'm sorry, I really was. Hmm. It just it just so startled me, I, I was, I just couldn't, it was hard for my mind to wrap around it.
0: Yeah, yeah no, when I first started, uh praying for the sick etc as i said i had the same track record as you and then all of a sudden people started getting healed but i'll tell you that when i would speak words of knowledge i would have more faith in my words of knowledge than in the people's honesty of telling me whether they were healed or not and people (laughs) sure enough would come up after the i said raise your hand if this condition had you've been healed of no one would raise their hand and I should have been crushed but then I would find afterwards they come up and say I was healed I just didn't want to raise my hand so I began to say I trust God's Word more than you guys
1: (laughs) right exactly and I think that's I think there's great wisdom in that because as we do that I mean because you know the Scripture says he's not gonna withhold any good thing from us he's a good father he loves he, he loves his creation he loves his children you know he's not going to withhold any good thing and you know that that really came into vital importance that night when we came into that knowing that he's not going to withhold any good thing you know when we came into the the service that night into the meeting at the church and uh they just wrapped up worship and uh i was up and i had just uh shared about a message that i had that uh that i was talking about and uh and just referencing and And all of a sudden, this mother began to just stood up and began to scream in the service. She goes, my son, my son. And I look back, and this man was uh, arched across the back and the seat portion of the seat. He was just like straight as a board in a seat. And his arms were curled up, uh, and his head was turned to the side. And I mean, it looked to me like somebody was like turning his head off his body. I mean, it looked Mm -hmm. bad. Um, He was extremely red, but he was going quickly purple very fast. And the mother began to scream, and she held her hand out to me and said, please, will you please help my son? And so I ran over and I put my hand on his chest and my hand on his head, and I began to just rebuke the spirit of infirmity. Uh, Because many times I I found that that demonic power – you know, all sickness, disease, all of that. Uh I, I what I see in scripture and understand in scripture is from the enemy, is from the kingdom of darkness. And, and you know, most uh, people
0: most people they pray for a healing, but if it's from the kingdom of darkness, which is at least a third of Jesus' ministry, you're gonna mm-hmm. get nowhere unless you go after that spirit.
1: Exactly. And so I, I I began to bind that spirit of infirmity and I began to break it and I could see that this man was beyond his own control you know I mean it was clear mm-hmm. and and she and I started saying can you hear me can you and he wasn't responsive and she said she she thought he was having another stroke he had had a stroke um a year before and she's like he had a stroke and she goes he can't speak he can only say yes or no he can he can't respond and so, um, we begin to pray. He began to quickly. Uh, go to, you know, very dark purple, and and his lips were getting really dark purple, and then they began to turn blue-black. And I looked over, and I could tell there was a medical doctor standing there, and just by the way that he was checking him and, and, you know, looking at him and examining him, I could tell that he was a, you know, I didn't know he was a doctor. I wasn't sure if he's an EMT or a nurse or, you know, but I could tell he was a medical professional.
0: Yeah, I have that here. I have the doctor's testimony. It is amazing what he said, but go ahead.
1: And he and he his you know his testimony, of course goes into lots of medical detail that I don't even understand or can totally comprehend, but uh you know he's he's tried to put it in his layman terms, and all of a sudden it, we laid him on the floor uh because I could just see this was getting far worse, and the doctor was propping up his head to keep the airway clear to keep his tongue from going back and and all of a sudden, he went into what we call the de- what they call the death rattle, and it's that very labored breathing when it's last breath. I, 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 I like haven't
0: a, really heard that, but it's a pretty standard yeah. thing. I understand
1: they call it it's it's uh it's it's a reflex that you know sort of uh happens and or it's the it's it's the, just the last breath and it's mm-hmm. it's got a lot of saliva in the throat and that was that was happening and just all of a sudden the saliva started coming out of his mouth and that again he explained to me later the doctor that that's a sign of somebody expiring you know it wasn't mm-hmm. foaming of the mouth like like a seizure type thing it was a it was just the release like there was no control in the throat at all and then his eyes is by that time his lips were fully blue black his his head started to relax and turn his eyes uh, fully dilated the pupils fully dilated which the doctor later explained to me was a sign of being brain dead and the mother began to scream he's dead he's dead and I was trying to calm her down and so I stopped, you know, and, and I, I had my hand on his heart and I could feel it. You know, I could feel that it stopped and and um it was it was just I, I immediately you know what really incredibly what began to happen, Sid, is I've I prayed for many people to be raised from the dead and I've I've never had a total success. I've had a couple of times where it started we started seeing signs of things happening, and we had family members said, stop us from praying and forbid us from praying because they were afraid. We found out later they were afraid the person would come back. It was a death wish on the person, hmm. and so they, they stopped us from doing it. I put that in my book, Do What Jesus Did, and, and um, all of a sudden all these flashes of all these faces of people who died who I prayed for that never came back all they started flashing before my eyes and I there really
0: is an enemy kind of bottom line now what happened exactly what happened
1: and so i and then the lord spoke to me something i just heard very clearly in my spirit he said what's about to happen i'm breaking off this nation and i'm breaking off this territory and i just had this sense i was i i became angry and i was like no you know, you're 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 killing this man in this meeting. This is a house of God. This is a place of equipping. This is a place of salvation. This is a place, and it began. I, I just felt this affront and this anger towards the enemy, and I put my hand back on his chest, and I said, by the authority of Christ, I break the power, the spirit of death. Right now, in Jesus' name, and I command it you get off of him, you get out of this building, you go now, and I declare the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. I said, and by that time I knew his name, and I said, be filled right now with resurrection power of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. And I forbid the spirit of death any longer. And I kept praying that, and it took a little bit of time, but then all of a sudden, just he took a breath, and I was like shocked. I got to be honest; it, it rattled me. But I was, I, I was ready to contend that now the doctor and another uh, nurse they were starting to prepare themselves to do uh, CPR. You know, they were, they were getting them. They saw that, and they, the doctor. You know, the, uh, which you see the report, the doctor's report there that, you know, he said he died. You know that his, no, his words it. were that he was dead. And so all of a sudden, I began to as I. As as he began to breathe, I looked up at the doctor, and there was just this. Everybody was in shock, and I, there were several eyewitnesses there, you know, who who have attested to it and sent me emails about it. Well, he he all of a sudden started rocking back and forth, and then he rolled over onto his stomach, and he pushed himself up, and he got up off the floor, and you know, of course, his color was completely coming back. His lips were turning back to red. And he gets up off the floor, and when he did, he looked out at the crowd, and he winked at the crowd. (laughs) And he goes, what's going on? (laughs) He was completely oblivious to what had happened. But wait a second.
0: Uh, His mother said that he had a stroke and he couldn't speak. How could he do that? Right.
1: Well, then she started screaming, he can talk, he can talk. and we had had i had heard a report back uh, from uh, I, it was somebody who said they were one of the uh, family members a distant family members of his that they had said that he had instantly in that moment had received 10 times speech res- restoration and he wasn't 100 percent restored but it was 10 times oh, okay uh, because
0: we're, because we're running out of time right now i'm going to tell you something what robbie is describing is going to be common practice For anyone that names the name of Jesus that has made him Lord. I'm telling you, resurrections of the dead are not going to be unusual. They're going to be common practice. Creative miracles are not going to be unusual. They're going to be common practice. I want, Robbie, to, to mentor you. Uh, don't you wish you had had the book and the four CDs, Robbie, when you first started? Uh,
1: it would have helped so much. a matter of fact, it, I felt right then when I started talking about the spirit of death that there was several people that started having a heaviness on their chest, and there's been a spirit of death that's been coming after them. And so can I pray that and break that right now? You
0: you better, right right now. In the
1: name of Jesus, by the authority of Christ, you foul spirit of death, I come against you. Satan, you're a liar. You're the father of lies, and you think because these bodies come from the earth that you have rights over them, but these bodies belong to God. God formed them. He made them to be in his image and to be functioning, filled with his life. So right now, I break the power of the spirit of death, and I command it to get off of my friends who are listening right now, and I command it to go in Jesus' name, and I declare full strength life, peace, and breath. Right now, breathe in the Spirit of God, because the Spirit of Jesus is right there. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is present right now. Just breathe it in, and be filled with that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I'll tell you what, and it's also according to good authority, the Word of God is finished. A great miracle has just happened for two people, but I want you to take Robbie Dawkins' Home with you. Let him personally step by step mentor you. <laughs> he not only has some of these amazing miracles in his book, but they're all documented. And then he talks about, I mean, his experiences uh, should have been the 20. Uh, ninth chapter of the book of acts and there's only 28 chapters you understand i know this uh but it literally that's what you're doing and as you have your experiences he's teaching you step by step but if you just understand ministering the presence and walk in that it would have been enough for an investment of 39 dollars why do i say investment because you are in, any profits we make are poured into Jewish ministry, and if you only knew the prophetic significance of Israel and Jewish people coming to the Lord at this moment, I don't, I don't know anything that is more important for you to pour your money into at this moment in history. And when we come back, uh, I, I, I promise this time, I'm going to tell you about the chutzpah, that's a Hebrew word, it means nerve, of his wife, I still can't get over that story, Robbie. We'll be right back for something more. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. one 447 2697 Hello, Sid Roth here with something more. And um, the most important thing that I'm going to tell you is you are the one that is going to get something more. Yes, there's something more in the show. That's why we call it something more. It's double. (laughs) It's supernatural. But there is something more for you. I mean, you will become, just as Robbie, he didn't tell me this, but it was in in the notes when he was a nine-year-old and uh, uh, Jesus came in the room and instantly healed a heroin addict. Robbie said, this is going to be the passion, am I right, for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, it's it, it was. I was determined to see and wanted to be a part of and wanted to be experienced, you know, just the reality because I realized I experienced God. I experienced the reality of God right there in that realm.
0: Well, people are getting addicted all over the world to something more. And, and it's supernatural because that's what we do. We equip you. It's wonderful that Robbie had all these things happen to him. I mean, I'm overwhelmed with the experience that he and his family have had. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want it to happen to you. You want it to happen to you. And more important than that, God wants it to happen to you. He wants it. It's his greatest desire. So, uh, and, and we want to get you equipped, we want you to get Robbie's book, Do What De- Jesus Did, it's actually the Do What Jesus Did package, four CDs, uh, and you you have these outrageous stories with how-to, that's what we want you to, to be, equipped, we're making it available for investment at $39, uh, Robbie. I still can't believe this story about your wife. Uh, she goes yeah. and she visits a woman that has a child who has been tremendously uh, physically and mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. abused. Uh, take me from there.
1: Yeah, it was actually she had two small children, and she was pregnant with her third, I and bet. she was 19 years old.
0: And she's being and so, abused that viciously. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it just it was a, it was a terrible situation. The 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 man that she was with, he was just actually just a year older, but he was a had been in gangs um and was, you know, just involved in crime life, had been a drug dealer and was actually hooked uh on crystal meth and and she, her mother had sent some money because uh, he he had he had started coming to the church. They both had started coming to the church, and so he was he was moving away from the gang lifestyle. And but the problem is is that he was trying to figure out how to still make the kind of money and right. work. And he was really wanting the drugs. And mother had sent some money for the baby for some formula, and he wanted the money to go buy drugs, and she wouldn't give it to him. And so he beat her. And uh, my wife and kids had gone to show up. I was actually out of town at the time, and my wife and kids had showed up uh, to their apartment, uh, which they lived in a real slummy uh, uh, place. It was really sad. And, and so my wife wanted to go pick them up and say, hey, let me show you. There's something free in town you can do. And uh, she went there, and the guy had already left. He had taken the money because he beat her. and. And so, you know, she, her hair was all messed up. She was bleeding. And, and so my wife cleaned her up and said, well, you know, the, the girl told her the story and she said, well, you're going to come home and you're going to live with us. She goes, cause I'm not going to have him treat you this way, especially, you know, uh, period. But, you know, especially, you know, treating a pregnant woman. Well, how did, how did you
0: feel of having two and a half children now come into
1: your house? Well, we already have, cause we have six.
0: Oh, so no. <laughs>
1: this was quite an addition. <laughs> and here's the other thing. My wife was our Already watching during the day, three kids with pretty severe learning disabilities. Ooh. So we, you know, this was adding. Uh, uh, so how you, know, you, you feel? how did feel? It would be a whole total of eleven.
0: did you feel about it?
1: Well, I mean, it, it, we 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 had big hearts and and big desire okay. for the community, and and so it, it, the city is a very broken city, and we wanted to see transformation. And, oh, okay, and,
0: Robbie. So she, so she she tests, uh the wife in tow, the two kids, right. the pregnant wife in tow, and the two kids. She's going out of the apartment, and who does she bump into? But and, the she, and she's
1: carrying that their youngest child. My <laughs> wife is carrying their youngest child, and they go down, and right across the street as they walk out of the building was the guy, and he had a, he had his cell phone, and he had his arm up against a telephone pole, but his but his back was you know was towards the building. He was facing the opposite direction. And my wife uh, looked at the gr- and the girl burst into tears as soon as she saw him because she was scared, you know, because he had just beaten her. And my and my wife looked at the girl and she goes, You stay here. And the girl said, Please, you know, don't approach him. And she goes, He's very dangerous. And she goes, as a Matter of fact, you know, he carries a gun. And you know, street term is he straps. But she's saying, you know, he's strapping, he's carrying a gun. And so my wife said, She goes, You wait here. She goes, I'll be right back. And so my wife walked across the street grabbed him by his shoulder and spun him around and she's holding she does is, it all Is with your one wife hand a big woman? Is,
0: is your wife a real big woman intimidating?
1: Oh, no, she's like she's like, you know, five four, you know, and uh, you know, not uh, just average build, you know?
0: Uh, did she, she really sh- poke her finger in his face?
1: <laughs> yes. She she spins him around. Not only that, said she slaps the cell phone out of his hand. <laughs> And then she sticks her finger this in his face. This guy with a gun sh- that's
0: just beaten bloody, his girlfriend? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. But doesn't she and have she's a child? her finger. Doesn't she
0: have a child in one hand, his
1: child? She's holding his youngest child, okay. who is just probably about 10 months old, you know, in her <laughs> arms. And she shakes her finger in his face and she goes, She said, if you know what's good for you, you'll stay away. She said, I'm taking, you know, the girl and the children. They're going to come live with us. And she goes, I will deal with you later. Do you understand me? And he just froze. He didn't move. And she turned around and walked back across the street and told. You know, the girl and the my, and my children and the girl's jaw was just dropped. And she told my wife later, she said, I've never seen anybody, much less a woman, talk to him that way.
0: That that had to and be she, supernatural the way the way it was uh, absolutely the way he, supernatural. he I mean, he really froze.
1: Yes, he he didn't move at all. He just he, he was, you know, and I had asked him later, you know, were you in shock or were he goes, he goes, I couldn't move he said i just <laughs> i i couldn't move and uh so she loaded the kids up and she took them back to our house uh at that hey, time is, uh, had, because you know,
0: because there's so much we want to talk about and i believe there's going to be a move of god's spirit on something more uh bottom line uh today are they married
1: yes yeah they're together they they moved back home he it, was actually he on the run it, from the law
0: is he, a so bel- he is moved. he a believer today
1: Yes, yes, they're they're active in church. Last I heard, and which was not long ago, and they've uh, they've they've been uh, just it, it was totally transformed. And he, uh, yeah, he he just had had, uh, and and for the next several days, you know, he couldn't he would try to use drugs. And they wouldn 't work <laughs> they the drugs had no effect on him whatsoever he couldn't he couldn 't eat. He, he said every time he'd close his eyes, he would see my wife 's finger in his face, and he said, "What happened?" He goes, "Look at me," and he holds up his hands, and his hands were shaking and i said i said he put she put the fear of God on you
0: now when he, he you, goes, you oh. told me that when he came into her presence afterwards, after that ex- encounter. <laughs> He was still shaking over this little yes. woman
1: he tells me this this is several days later he tells me this and he holds his hands and his hands were still shaking <laughs> and he didn't i told him this, that this is with
0: a gun why was he afraid <laughs>
1: <laughs> the spirit of god it's just the spirit of the lord just hit him and, uh, you know, she's she's a woman with authority. And I told him and he told me, he goes, every time I close my eyes, he goes, I see that finger. And I said, well, just so you know, I've seen that finger before, too. I understand <laughs> there's authority in that finger. I'm telling you. Oh, OK, but, Rob- uh,
0: Robbie, there, there, there is a pres- such a sweet presence of God. It's not just sweet. It's, it's with, it's that word authority that you use, with there's an yes. authority that is coming in right now. I want you to pray whatever God tells you to pray right now.
1: Right now, Father, I just thank you for just all of the fear and inhibition. There are some people that are right now in the midst of fear of people that are, have been abusing them. There's other people that are in fear of people who are family members that are in addiction and that are abusing them or taking advantage. And right now, by the authority of Christ... I just we, we, we thank you, Lord, that the, the listeners have the authority through Christ to break that hold, to break that power, and to be set free. And so right now, Lord, I just pray just a, a, an authority understanding through your Spirit. Just hit the listeners right now and an understanding of your authority that you've given. Jesus, you said, all authority has been given to me, and I am in you. Therefore, all authority is in you. And, Lord, I pray that reality be known right now in Jesus' name. And there's a man who's battling alcohol right now that's listening to this, and It's just been a real a severe addiction. Right now, you're, just, there's been a, you're feeling a turning in your stomach. Well, there's a spirit of addiction. Lord, we break that spirit of addiction in Jesus' name. Now get off of him. And we declare that freedom and that afford. I just felt it break right there in Jesus' name. Jesus name.
0: There's a lot of lot not just a lot of authority, a lot of power in that prayer right now. Uh I, I really want you to be mentored by Robbie in the prophetic in healing, ministering the presence, how to hear from God, deliverance. Um, it's time to beat sickness. It's time yes. to beat suffering. It's time to beat despair so that for investment of $39 get the do-what-Jesus-did package. Uh, Robbie, I want you to pray uh, another prayer right now. I want people to experience the presence of God. Would you pray that right now?
1: Yes. Father, I thank you for your glorious presence, Lord. And just as Moses said in Exodus 33, show me your glorious presence. Let your glorious presence be known. I want to know it. I, I don't care about the the land i don't care about the the bling of god the the, the, the fancy things that we would pursue and, in and the natural, but Lord, your presence surpasses all that. So Lord, I just thank you for that. And Lord, we just say, just let that presence be revealed. And I release the manifest presence of God right now, that tingling, that heat of the spirit. Many of you are just feeling that tingling or heat in your hands or across the back of your neck. Uh, some, some of you are feeling it even go down your legs and, and others of you, your hearts racing or, your legs are starting to shake or your hands are starting to shake that is the manifest presence of god and lord we say more more let increase holy spirit as 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 a prophet prayed a double portion we just say double portion right now turn it up holy spirit turn it up, increase, is that manifest presence and that reality of God's presence. I thank you for it, Father, and for that breakthrough of experiencing you, even some that, that don't know the Lord. Right now, there's some who listen, listening. You don't know Jesus, but you're feeling him now, right now. This is not psychosomatic. This is not hypnotism. This is not. This is Jesus right now manifesting on your physical body right now, receive him, open up to the King of heaven. He is Lord of heaven and earth. Be filled with that right now. Be filled with that. We thank you for that reality, Father, and we thank you that we can live in that in Jesus' name.
0: Uh, Robbie, in about one minute, I'd like you to explain to me what you mean by we are to follow the slightest prompting by the Holy Spirit.
1: You know, so many times we just think that the thoughts are our thoughts, or feelings are our feelings, and so much more it's the Spirit of God. And whenever it's in line with Scripture, whenever it's a prompting or a sense or, or, oh, I see that person that needs healing, I've got compassion, I need to, you know, somebody needs to pray, that's, that's the open door that God has given for us to do that, to respond to that. He created these minds to receive messages from him and this body to receive messages. And so move on those just out of your compassion, simply that you feel the compassion for that person is the nudge of God to go. Because Jesus was moved with compassion and healed them all. And so that is that prompting, follow it. It's there. And the Lord is there for that breakthrough, that miraculous supernatural encounter.
0: And you're missing so many miracles because you are dismissing that slight prompting. Why don't you go for the gold the next time you have a slight prompting? I have a strong prompting right now that there are people with neck aches, And I'm telling you, if you will move your head back and forth, you'll see that the pain is gone and people's spines are being restored, your backs, hips are, are being restored, your digits, your fingers. Are being restored I don't care what's going on uh, what the doctors are saying I'm telling you they are restored in Jesus name and there are a few of you that need to get right with God if you repent of your sins you tell God you're sorry yes. believe that Jesus died for your sins and has forgiven you And believe that when you, with your mouth, ask him to come inside of you, he will be inside of you. He will be your Lord. And then begin to read the Bible and start enjoying the purpose you were created. There's got to be something more. That's why we have this show right now. There must be something more. And I'm telling you, that something more is Jesus. And there are many people that are believers right now that have to get this mentoring because you don't want all the years that Robbie wasted to have to learn this information. When That's you can right. get it right in front of you right now, you know, I, I can't wait to get these four CDs in the book. Do what Jesus did for an investment of $39. And I'm going to tell you something else. Ears are being opened right now. Spirit of deafness, you come out in Jesus' right. name. Yeah. Uh, do you hear another word? We only have about 20 seconds, Robbie.
1: Five bones spurs in someone's neck or disappeared as soon as you said that about neck. And then also somebody with a serious problem with their pancreas and the and the sugar levels fluctuating terribly. It's aligning right now in Jesus' name and sciatic you nerve. You are
0: healed right in there. Jesus' name.
1: <laughs> yep. Amen.
0: To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's one 1-800- 800 Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free. Our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth. Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.